Hi, I'm Anika, and you're listening to Beyond Sheep Based. Hello, I'm back. Of course, I'm back. Where else would I be? And I have a really, really exciting special guest. I realize I don't sound enthusiastic, so pretend. I was about to say. (laughs) (laughs) I promise you that I am excited. It does not sound like I am, but I am. And I'm going to allow my guests to introduce themselves. We also, remember now, we have a video feed, so check out my YouTube channel. Everything will be linked. And yeah, the guest is going to introduce herself. Hi, it's me, Samantha Jane, baby. What's up? (laughs) So we have two different kind of, I think we're going to go with a heavy hitter first. They're both heavy hitters. Let's go. But I think when I bring on people, I'm going to ask them this question. What advice or tips do you have for anyone who's feeling like they're not good enough? They're not white enough? They're not skinny enough, pretty enough, all of the enoughs when it comes to currently being a content creator, but also the fear of starting because they don't have that enough. Well, honestly, I obviously the political climate we're in right now is is terrible, but I think at a, at this very time is kind of the best time to be any of those anythings. So anybody who's made it big, who is plus size, who has dark skin, who has acne, who has whatever it is that those things that make them feel like I have no right to be here. Those are the things that made them famous and made them a ton of money. Can we curse? Yeah, might as well. A shit ton of money. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, like I started my channel because when I saw YouTube, when I got on YouTube, I was testing out what everybody else was wearing. And at the time I had no idea that skin types even existed. This is just over 10 years ago. And I was like, why is this Neutrogena Healthy Glow, or whatever the foundation was at the time, that I had to order on eBay because it didn't ship to Canada, dripping off my face? Oh, I have oily skin. Why can't I ever find a match for anybody? Because there's no one else who is mixed race online. So what did I do? But I created my channel because I was like, I'm oily and I'm mixed race. So if you're trying to find a shade for yourself and you look like me, you can follow me. Right. And that was what I based my channel off of. So I think a lot of those things that make us feel vulnerable or make us feel scared are the things that are going to get people hooked on you. That being said, I do sometimes feel like, why do I have to be out here crying and so upset being so vulnerable it's giving when other people get to just be pretty and thin? You know what I mean? <laughs> no, that's, so that's, like, that's I totally it understand it, but it really depends on how you want to present yourself online. Like that is who I am. Like I am a crier. I am a little, you know, whatever it is. And that is the only thing I want to be online. I'm only going to ever be myself. So you have to show up as yourself because also you'll burn out, right? You don't want to show up as someone else. Cause then you need to maintain that. Or you build an audience who thinks they're getting one thing from you. And then when you're like, Hey, this is actually me, then they're gone. Right. So is that, so if you were to talk and say anything now, if there are people who are like, well, I need to wait until I have a house or I have the aesthetic, I feel like I call it the beige aesthetic. I know. Because it's the same thing across the board. And lots of people feel like that's the only way that they can film content is they need a clean space. You need very minimalistic things. You need the nice furniture and couch and camera. And that's what's stopping a lot of people from posting their content or showing their face. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I always, always appreciate when somebody doesn't have that. Like I think having a good quality camera and lighting is key, but most people have an iPhone. You can get one of those TikTok lights for 50 bucks on, on Amazon or something like that. That is going to make a world of a difference. And then sometimes you just need to get a little creative. I've lived in this apartment for seven years. It's decorated nicely, but like there's shit everywhere. My countertops are black. <laughs> My bathroom is like typical old Toronto condo bathroom. I have to get really creative with like other things from around my apartment, or maybe it's a really tight little shot. Like you just have to get a little bit more creative. And then I've also started a daily vlog series in which I've tried to keep it very, very simple. So I don't always have my lights and I shoot all of it on my iPhone, a lot of it front facing camera, because if I have to set up all these things and do all these things, well, it's not going to happen. So sometimes it's like, you just need to use what you have and then you get more creative along the way. Because even if you have all the supplies, it doesn't necessarily mean the content's going to be good. I think that's it too, of like, what is good content? And yeah. we keep, I feel as if we're all, and I'm realized I caught myself in this, is that I'm trying to be someone I'm not. Exactly. I'm trying to fit in this aesthetic. That's not me. Yep. I'm not a minimalistic girly. I'm not a beige girly. I like, I'm not saying I love, you know, huge radiant things of color but my room is not always going to be you know military crisp clean sheets i have two cats like yeah. there's going to be duck duck and mrs duck duck and you'll never win either because the thing is is like people will say to you all the time i want something realistic i want something realistic and then you come on and be realistic and people are like mm, your skin sucks Ooh, your room's a mess Ooh, <laughs> you know what i mean yeah so you can't win like you do either or and someone's going to tell you that it's unrealistic or they're going to you're going to be too real and they're not going to like that because they're not used to seeing the real thing like you also have to remember i'm not saying that like people are people are simple, but in some ways they kind of are in the sense of like, you, you know what you want. And some people are going to go towards that. They want that aspirational content. And that is my biggest qualm at the industry right now is like pretending that what we're doing is not aspirational or what some people are doing is not aspirational. Mm -hmm. We're calling it relatable. And that's what makes us be like, well, I don't actually have a huge kitchen or a bathroom with this or yeah. whatever, right? I'm like, I'm moving around my squatty potty, the litter box and the litter locker to get this video shot. And then I got to put it all back in the room when I'm done, right? But it yeah. looks nice and clean for the video. And that's good. And that makes sense in some places. And then in other places, you're just going to get me I in my bonnet scooping poop. I think that's the difference is I always called it like lurkers and consumers. And then you, once you break that wall, it's kind of like the the wizard in oz you you don't see behind that curtain yeah you have no idea what is happening behind that curtain and when you do realize half of the stuff that looks glamorous it's not glamorous no it's a you lot you see it in everything you see it in food ads you know that that burger has been manipulated or the foam on that coffee is actually shaving gel or whatever it is and then that was the beauty of influencers though was but that you were I think getting it's the ignorance real thing is bliss and i i yep. said this and i keep realizing it's nice not knowing. Yep. Once you know too much, you you start to realize it's a lot of work. Yeah. Well, I think it's good to know that a lot of work goes into it because then you know that that's not the normal result you're just going to get as an individual, right? I think it's smart. And you take it everything with a grain of salt, no matter what. Okay, that was good. I don't know if I actually gave any advice in there, but... I think you gave what we all kind of <laughs> needed to hear and we don't hear it enough. And I think a lot of people are trying to be content creators and influencers for the PR, for the yes. brand trips, for the glamour and the glitz. But the part that they're realizing is it's it's still work. Yep. No matter how great it looks, it's still work. And yeah. yes, 
a lot of people do make it. Oh, this is actually interesting, which kind of comes into the, the feelings of not being good enough. The Charlie D'Amelio scandal oh. right now with the oh, what's Walmart. Going on? Oh, what's going on? She was cosplaying as a Walmart. Oh, I did see a clip of that. Cashier. Yeah. And so many people are like, this is super tone deaf. Yeah, it's a lot of a touch. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So a lot of people feel... Also, like, guys, the, like we also choose who makes people famous. Charlie D'Amelio can't get famous without somebody. It wasn't me. I've never seen her on my feed. But <laughs> someone's, <laughs> someone's got to make him famous, right? All of these people who are at the top, the people are like, oh, these guys are horrible. That Who did it? It wasn't them. You can't make yourself famous. Somebody has to click subscribe and blah, 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 blah. So you need to be very... Um, I don't think we necessarily... I think the like, oh, we need to hold people accountable, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Yes, of course. But do it with your likes. Do it with who you follow. I think there's a lot of people out there hate following <laughs> and it's benefiting these people. So I don't think some people are ready to admit that. Yeah, I know. And I think it's very interesting that there's a certain content creator influencer. I think a lot of people hate follow them only for the fact that they talk about their day-to-day life in Toronto and they're going shopping Mm. and they have the private, you know, personal shopper and all of this and they're doing valet. And so many people are like, well, this is really out of touch. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It's like all people who have lots of money then just get to make their content of their like great bougie lives. And like, that's been a television angle for housewives, any show people are like rich and you just watch them. Right. Mm-hmm. So again, like that content is valuable. But, like, so is my content. Let me crying in my bed. You know, everybody has a place. So I think it's also hard and tough when brands are like, oh, we're struggling. And you're like, this is a billion dollar brand. Oh, yeah. When they're saying open your wallets. And, and the I'm ones like, that struggle the most. They're there. The most. <laughs> they're there. Clearly, we just didn't realize that this was happening. Yeah. Um, so what are your thoughts on being aesthetic? Do you think non-aesthetic it is was, the way to go? It was never my thing. Like I never had a curated feed. I was never one of those people. And I feel like I've made a good living for myself. I'm never the most popular in the room or have the most followers or anything like that. But I've made a good life for myself. I have a great community of people who follow me. And I have never subscribed to this um like oh my feed is this way or that way or anything overly curated I've never used filters I've never retouched my skin but I also and this is something maybe that I personally need to work on I've never advertised that because I just I don't I just want my content to stand for itself but I think what a lot of people do in their content is really sell themselves and we talked about this off camera Mm -hmm. but if people are like I'm not like other influencers blah 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 (laughs) I could go around and say that too I I think I'm different than other influencers as well personality yeah I like I've never I've seen people who have who have taken the veins out of their eyes in pictures or whatever it may be that I feel personally is inauthentic or is not valuable to the content, or I think they're just being clickbaity or whatever. I have never been that way. And it has been to my disadvantage in some ways, but I've had longevity. I've been around for 10, 11 years, people who really trust and believe in me. And that's what's important to me. I'm not looking at 14 year olds commenting first and I love you on my post. I want to have, you know, educated (laughs) people who want to know what's up or just want to spend some time with me or whatever it is. It's interesting because I realize you're saying all of these things. And I think back to when I was trying to do makeup on Instagram and I could never figure out why my makeup never exactly. looked 
like the way theirs yeah. looked when I was looking in the mirror. And I didn't realize people were face tuning and Photoshopping and editing. Exactly. And then my friend was like, oh, I'll just retouch it for you. And I'm like, but I just want it to look that way already. I know. And like I, if I, my makeup doesn't look like that, then I, I don't, I don't, I, I genuinely don't know how to face tune. Yeah. Like I didn't even realize cause TikTok had automatically started putting the beauty filter on. Oh. And for a while there, I kept looking at myself and I'm like, what is, yeah. I've, I've used filters a couple times and I'm like, damn, I get it. That looks good. But like, I'm not out posting. I didn't even use Instagram filters um, on my stories or anything. I've never been like that. I'm never, and I also never come on and almost ever, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm guilty of it, but I also very rarely come on and say like, oh, sorry, I look like this or anything like that. Right. It's just like, I feel like what what's you up what guys? You like yeah. y'all going to see my, pin you're going to see my pimples whether you want to or not. Yeah. Like that, that and is. Some people will respond to that. Some people won't. And you may not get the masses, but you don't necessarily want the masses. Like quantity, quality. These are the things you need to keep in mind. I think it's, as I'm calling it now, it's the grass is greener. Yeah. You look at your grass and you're seeing mud and you're seeing dirt and you're seeing brown patches. There might be little tufts of green and you look at someone else's and you're seeing lush green. And what you don't realize, their grass is fake. Yeah, and their dad's a landscaper. There we go. <laughs> and someone is always tending to their grass and you are the only person tending to your grass. Exactly. And you are, I'm not saying you're never going to get there. And I'm not saying that, but do you really want to be there? Yeah. Do you and, want and to create industry... an unrealistic life style for other people? That's, and I think this is the thing. It's not attainable. No, but also every industry is like this. Like I know we tend to like, because it's our industry, we, we hyper-focus on it. But think about like when I worked in marketing and I lived in Newfoundland and I was applying for internships, the internships in Toronto were unpaid. How was I to come here and support myself and work for this brand and get this great opportunity. Who gets that opportunity? Someone who probably lives in Toronto or has the money that their parents can send them to get that opportunity in marketing, in, in you go to want to go to med school, you want to do anything, you need to have money, right? So like any industry, having money, having support, living at home with your parents, whatever it is, is going to give you an advantage, whether it's being an influencer, being a lawyer or whatever it is, right? So it's just, I think, a little more glaringly obvious in this industry because it's attached to like monetize of like whether or not people will want to follow you or not, right? Mm -hmm. I had such a good question and because I literally have bird brain <laughs> or goldfish brain, I forgot what I was going to say. I'm sure it was incredible. It probably was. Right. Um, this is interesting and we're going to have, this is going to be good. We're going to talk about good skin. Ooh. I, I don't know if I know anything about that. Neither do I. <laughs> but I find it interesting that me as a professional and I'm an esthetician, <laughs> when things go viral and people hear that, they're always like, I would never go to you because you have acne. And I feel as if a lot of people who are have large followings now is it genetics that is playing a role in the fact that they have quote unquote good skin or is it money because yeah, yeah it's not you're not ugly you're just poor there we go <laughs> there we go but suddenly you are discredited for any type of yeah. experience or just experience and expertise because you don't have poreless smooth wrinkle-free, fine-line-free, yes. texture, all of this kind of stuff. Yes. So 
what are your thoughts? I know you've talked a bit on your platforms about going through breakouts and yeah. acne. Oh my God. People don't give you a freaking break. And there's this whole connotation that you have acne because you're dirty. Yeah, absolutely. And I think genetics, and when, when we're back to talking about like what we were talking about earlier of your level of success and stuff, genetics plays a role. So whether it is like you see people all the time who are like, oh, follow my workout routine. And like, if I was like, follow my workout routine <laughs> to get a big butt, like my butt looks like this all the time. Like I didn't do anything to get this. It's hundred percent genetic. Same. I have nice long lashes. So mascaras tend to look very good on me mm-hmm. and I can do a mascara video and I know people are going to like it. The same way people have great skin can do a moisturizer video or foundation video. And everyone's like, if I do that, it's going to give me that. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think people need to be a little bit more astute and not just like listen to people word for word. Like I've always wanted to be just a part of someone's decision-making process. Right. So often I'll do videos where it'd be like the top five highlighters and the people are like, what's, what's, what's the best one? And I'm like, I just give you five options that all have different colors, different price ranges. Some are cruelty free. Some are only have one shade, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. but they just want to be told, but that's not actually I also don't think people understand that skin is a lot more complex than just it takes time it takes consistency certain things work heavy heavy on the consistency yeah and I'm bad at that one I hate going to places and they're like what skincare do you use and the other day you asked me what's your routine I didn't even respond (laughs) I was like gonna respond and I was like we'll talk about this later yeah it's too many things But I I think that it's just really something to keep in mind. You need to think about your own needs versus this person's needs. Like, okay, I follow somebody because they have very fair skin and their foundations match me. And I think that goes back to the fear of starting content and being good enough is that you feel like you have to look a certain way. You feel like I need to be skinny. I need to have... It's interesting because AeroSculpt is really popular right now. And lots of people... It's basically like liposuction, but you're not going under. Oh, is it like cool sculpting? Mm-mm, they're lipoing away the fat, but you're awake for the whole thing. Ooh. So that's, it's 6K, I think, to do your, just your chin and your jawline. Oh. But I've seen Alexis Oakley get it. She's like, she does Tana, um, I call her Tana Mongoose, but Tana Mojo's um, makeup. Okay. She does a lot of other people in California. Well, yeah, all the work people get done on top of that. And so. then I've seen a few people now in New York also get air sculpts. Yeah, they have everybody has. I don't think I've met. I, have you had any work done? No, I I'm, I haven't either. And I don't think I've ever like met many influencers who have nothing done, like under eye filler or lip or cheek I, I can't or get chin filler. or whatever. Even if I wanted um, to get filler, I realize I can't get filler. I have a bee. I have a bee allergy. Oh. Yeah. I would like to get Botox just because my face is so sweaty. Interesting. But I don't know, like, I, I have to talk to a dermatologist about it. I don't actually want, <laughs> I don't actually want Botox. So you have hyperhidrosis. But I'm on antidepressants and I sweat. I was thinking, can I get it in my lower back and under my boobs? Yeah. Because it's ridiculous. Yeah. I show up places looking like, I don't know, Michael Phelps just got out of the pool. Like, it's You're unacceptable. You're done. <laughs> The only place I've ever been sweaty, and I got this for my mom and my grandma, is my top lip. Oh, yeah. My top lip goes crazy. Yeah. And I literally hate it so much. Because... And that's why I'm like, can I get Botox there and slow this down? Or then do I, like, change my entire smile? Anyways, we've gotten off track. <laughs> no. I, I don't think we've gotten off track, though. I feel like we've all thought about if I had the money. I mean, 
I personally haven't had this happen to me yet, but I know lots of people get approached by plastic oh, surgery. And I got an offer to go to Korea. Yeah. I'd be going there for the skincare. Uh, I actually realize uh, when I get there, you know what I actually don't want? <laughs> I, I don't want to go through with it. I will, however, go shopping yeah. <laughs> for the skincare. I'll get some sheet masks down the road. Yeah, I'll just I'll just zip out. Yeah, I'll be I, right back. I've gotten offers for Botox, for fillers, for whatever, and I have the money to pay for it, and I could probably business expense it if I really wanted to. But I really don't want to. I really would like to remain. Like, maybe eventually I'm getting my first wrinkle and stuff. Like, things might change in a couple of years. But I also like think that it's important to, for people to see people who are just regular people because I know that we're like, Oh, it's online. But a lot of these influencers look great in person. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you're like, Oh, it's just online. And then you see them and you're like, Oh, damn. You I feel like there's good. very few people. And they're doing I've, so much. Like it's their job to look good. I'm trying to think. I've seen a lot of people. There's very few people I've seen in person that I'm like, wow, like they look actually way better in person with their makeup. Not necessarily way better, but just like just as good to me. Not even, maybe it's because it's, it's crispy online with the quality, yeah. but then you see it in person and I'm like, geez, like I need your routine. Yeah. I need to know what it is that you are doing so I can look like that. Yes. Yeah. I don't necessarily want the flawless, the, the poreless and all of that. No, no, no. Yeah. But I'm curious, like what in your routine did you do? That you just look like you just freshly rolled out of you. You just finished doing your makeup. Yeah. No sweat, no nothing. And I'm here like if I sweat too much, the makeup is about to be pouring off of my oh, it's embarrassing. whole and I'm oily. Yeah, me too. And I have pimples and sing it. It's funny because I feel like it makes people uncomfortable when you have those things. And then they're like, how are you an influencer with acne? I don't know. It's jealousy. And I don't often say that because people love to say <laughs> they're jealous of you. And I almost think to myself, they're not. You're kind of being an asshole or whatever. Um, but I don't think you're being an asshole. <laughs> but I think it's one of those things where uh, also it's our it's our own image of ourselves, right? Like I left the house yesterday. And I was like, I don't really like my hair. I've been trying to like embrace my fro more. Mm -hmm. And like if the curls aren't perfect or whatever, let my hair be big or whatever. And I got in the Uber yesterday and the guy was like, is your hair real? And obviously don't go around asking people that question. But he came with really good intent. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, I love it. Like, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I feel like that's how you. I feel is that I want to wear my hair out, but I don't feel pretty. You need to get used to it because this, I never felt pretty like this. I would straighten my hair all the time. Then I started to like my curls because I got blonde highlights in them. That made it feel like more adult hair. Then all my hair fell out because of COVID, I think, perhaps. And um, then now this is my like just natural hair and I feel so good in it, but it's taken me years. And I say the same thing to people about red lipstick. Because people put on a red. I love like, red lipstick. This looks, me too. People, people will be like, it looks horrible on me. I look like a clown. I'm not used to it. I'm like, just try. Wear it a couple of times. As much as I like a nude lip, I love me a red oh, lip. Me too. I feel like it Let's just. Let's chat. What are your favorite reds? I like Do you have the, a go-to? Yes. What is yes, it? it's the Sephora 01, 01 Red. Yeah. That's a great one. Yep. That is such it. a good one. And then That's a great formula. You need to try shade 54, Autumn Wind. Okay. I also like Ruby Woo. Mm -hmm. That was my first ever yeah. MAC yeah, yeah, lipstick. Yeah. That's such a good one, too. I That was like my big girl purchase. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to university. I'm going to get it's a MAC time. lipstick. And I still have it, which yeah. I realize there are lots of products I still have oh, that people are probably like, mm. I have a makeup museum under my bed. 
gosh. I have a box of all my, yeah, <laughs> talk about maximalist hoarder or whatever. I have a box <laughs> of all the special makeup that's under my bed. Like, so it might be like something that a brand has sent me that's has my name on it or it could be like, oh, I remember buying this in my first whatever, whatever. I have old Mac stuff. I mean, I wore, I wear stuff still that I'm like, this is crusty dust. Yeah. I realized now I'm like, hmm, is this contributing to the acne? But then I think, no, I no. know. As I'm, I'm using like, my I mean, brush that I haven't washed. I'm, you know what? I might do that later when you leave. I it inspired me. I am one of those weird people. It's not weird. This is giving pick me, but <laughs> I like to, I wa I wash my brushes weekly. If I'm wearing my oh, makeup and someone's like, how do you do that? And I'm just like, it I does just, make a difference. It does. I need to. I brought. I bought the daily brush cleaner during the Sephora sale, but I need to actually wash my brushes first, and my then I can keep up with them daily. If I don't have it right now, or I'm in years, I like the Cinema Secrets, yeah, but when in doubt, I just use 99% alcohol. Mm. Yeah, Sephora came out with the daily brush cleaner, so I'm assuming their it's one probably has their... citrus in it. Oh, yeah. So um, well, I bought the big one. If I want to <laughs> see Jesus and oh wait, off. you're allergic? Yeah. Okay, I texted her before she came here, and I was like, "Do you have any dietary restrictions?" No, just just steak, whatever. Then comes over and has proceeded to list you <laughs> uh, like there's nothing that's not on the list of restrictions. Uh, yeah, but okay. You're like bees, citrus. Me really exposing stinging. myself because I do have a citrus allergy, but I do like to drink lemonade, and I, lemonade. I feel like when I say this to people at restaurants, they're like. Pardon? Well, it's like lactose intolerance intolerant people who are like, I'm going to share myself later. And you're like, okay. I mean, I never disclose that. I, do, I don't disclose that. Oh, I feel like real, that's like the mainstay. Real, real baddies know, <laughs> and AK my friends, they know. Like when I'm like, I would love some ice cream. And they're like, should you? Should I ever? <laughs> no. Am I going to? Ice cream's rough on everybody though, you know? When I came to Canada, everyone like romanticized Dairy Queen. And oh. I was like, I never had Dairy Queen. There's yeah. no Dairy Queen in yeah. the Caribbean. Yeah. So I got the biggest blizzard. And that was when I realized, I I think I was lactose intolerant. I think I got a quarter way through and I was like, oh, I don't feel good. I was about to say, like, did you? <laughs> I don't feel good. And I ended up just, yeah. Yeah, it came right out. It was poor, poor decisions were in fact made. Yep. You learned something though. Yeah, so I'm just, I'm not a Dairy Queen girly. Yeah, that's fair. But a lot of people keep saying like, oh, your acne is because you, ugh, the YouTube oh, comments. Oh, I know. My YouTube comments are feral. If y'all want to really read some well comments, the, my favorite comment to date so far is someone commenting and being like, you need to use your urine. Oh, if you I've just that before. <laughs> use your urine as a spot treatment and a toner on your face, your acne will heal go away. Heal your gut. Use yes. champagne. Yes, always heal the gut. And it's like, I know you don't wash. Are you in the shower with me? Are you are you in the shower with me? And it's like that's the the comments that you get, I realize you have to separate them because I'm like, these people are coming from ignorant places. Well, can you ever imagine? I see stuff on the internet every day that I hate. I've never <laughs> commented and been like, Stop. you know what I mean? Like take a screenshot, send it to a friend, like a normal person. Be normal. Yeah. Be normal about it. It when I Leave when me I alone. this is something that I haven't really talked about a lot. When I first went viral on TikTok for my pimple patch chronicles, I cried. Mm. The comments that people left, they were they were mean. I have pimple and acne blocked on my YouTube because I got too sick of it. Because even if my videos weren't about it, if I like put on highlight, people are like, Ugh, I can't believe you're putting on highlighter on your pimples. 
I think it makes people uncomfortable. There, so I don't have acne. I don't actually know how to do that on YouTube, but once I figure that out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think also a big comment that I get is he, and then you can you can tell how ignorant people are because when I had a few of them recently, and it's like you should just enjoy being a man because that's how you're born. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm not even I'm not even going to give it to the time of day. And my argument is always Beyonce is a deep voice. I don't hear y'all coming for Beyonce. Mm-mm. But I... It's also a very common, quote-unquote, microaggression, I guess I'll call it. A big we're going to call country. it a macro You know what I mean? Like, Selena... Uh, not, not Selena. Um, what's her name? Sabrina? No. <laughs> the tennis player. Oh, Serena Williams. Serena Williams gets it all the time. Yes. Megan the Stallion gets it. Yes. Like, think about it. You're in good company. Mm-hmm. Beyonce, Megan... Whoa, let's go. Like, they're yeah. threatened. It's like, get out yeah. of here. Like, they're just but like, people, happy, healthy people don't do that. Honestly, I haven't even talked about this, but I was messaging someone off of a dating app, and I was like, oh, before, I haven't told many people this, so y'all are getting the exclusive tea. <laughs> so before I sent him a voice note, I was like, hey, I'm just letting you know, I don't have a super girly voice. I send them send the voice notes, and then he proceeds to respond with, oh, that's an interesting voice. And I was like, what? You have a great voice. Okay. And then he was like, were you born that way? And I thought, you know, after I told you that this is something I'm self-conscious about, why would you ask me this? And then I was like, if I wasn't, is that going to be a deal breaker? And it's like, yeah, I'm just not interested in all of that. I can't control my voice. Yeah. Like, but I would, recommend because I used when I started on the dating apps I also went in with my own disclaimers cut that I realize that now because I'm I'm just like oh well not even for them Mm -hmm. but for yourself yeah because I would show up and be like um hi I got cheated on and I just started dating women and Mm -hmm. I did here's all the bad stuff about me so that you can say no Mm -hmm. before you even get to meet me and that's not a service to them like they'll get to know you they're gonna hear your voice either way yeah. Right. So it's like this is my voice. Hear me roar, bitch. And if you don't <laughs> like it, there's the door. But I feel like my one friend too. She's like, oh, well, I don't sound super girly. I'm like, no one cares. At the end of the day, people will watch your content whether they like your. There's always going to be something, and this yeah. is hypocritical because it's like, Mika, are you listening to yourself? <laughs> I mean, I will one yeah. day. Roll the tape. Yeah, but there's always going to be something. There's 100%. always. There's always going to be your skin isn't this. They have an idea. too good. You know, like I get comments like that on my mascara videos where it's like, oh, well, everything looks good on you. Blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, most does. There's nothing I can <laughs> do But again, about that. I'm not telling you that this is the result you're going to get. I'm saying, and on most of the time I'm saying, this is the mascara. This is why I like it or don't like it. This is extra fluffy. It's not this. It's not that. If you tend to like this type of formula, whatever. I miss, I miss the OG beauty YouTube. I'm still here, baby. I'm I I miss I'm I miss those types of people yeah. who used to do the tutorials and the reviews of products yep. because that's what made me fall in love with makeup. Yeah, me too. Yeah. They sure they had the HD high tech cameras, but they were just showing themselves. Yeah, I want those types of people. I've seen people complain before on a Grace Helbig video. I think it was Helbig. Sorry. Um, she was big on YouTube years ago, but they were complaining that they could see the reflection of the tripod in the video and it was ruining it for them. So like, what? 
oh, you'll never win. You're up against it, right? You're too real. You're not real enough, blah, blah. You gotta do what you gotta do. And also all your content's gonna be different. Some of my content is more aesthetic. Let's say I did a video for youth to the people. Mm -hmm. I tried to make it nice and aesthetic for them. Did a video for grown alchemist. Like that's their vibe, right? It's creative, it's fun. Other brands I work with is gonna have another vibe. My own content is always gonna have different vibes. Some of it's gonna be like super chill, me in a bonnet, doing an unboxing, whatever. And then other times it's gonna come off maybe more professional and I'm going to give you all the details. And sometimes people complain that I sound like a news anchor in my foundation reviews. It's interesting <laughs> and I'm like, because um, I've always you, wanted go, to be one. you go so. into the museum and I'm realizing this, you go into the museum, you see all different types of art and not once do you ever say that doesn't belong here. Yeah. But when it comes to social media and content creation, somehow people have like made it their, their duty, their job to decide what does belong and what doesn't belong. And you don't do that in a museum. You see art, you're like, you're sometimes you're like, I don't know, I don't know what the heck yeah, I'm looking sometimes at. Sometimes you think I could do that. Yeah. Like yeah. I could slap a little dot here mm -hmm. too, put a little million thing and yeah. someone's gonna sell it, but I don't know. Yeah. I think and also, also maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't understand enough. Maybe I don't know. So I'm just gonna shut my mouth and move to the next <laughs> photo, you know? <laughs> That's just it. But, but it's like keyboard warriors. Like I've had people before who have said something and then I come back and I don't say anything particularly rude, but I've sort of mastered like being nice to make the other person look like an idiot. It's really, really fun. Um, and sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm having a bad day. I'm going to delete my comment or whatever. And I'm like, oh, 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 oh I yeah. did it. Right. Yeah. And then I'm like, remind myself. I'm like, yeah, you're right. That is actually a, a wild thing to do. People complain to me about how fast I put my makeup on. They get really upset. I'm like, it's weird sorry, I'm because quick. I feel like if you said those things in real life, not that social media isn't real life, but if you said that in person, you would you would not be treated the way that some people are put off on a pedestal of mm -mm. hate comments mm -mm -mm -mm. and glorifiedness of like. Also, does it make you feel better? Does it make you I, that's feel what I say sometimes to put someone else down? Like, do you feel better now that you've gotten this out of your system? You are a bully. Does it make you feel any better about yourself that you got this little hate out? Yeah, it's, it's honestly pathetic and sad to me. Because if you said this in person, I feel like some of y'all would be throat punched. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Not that we are condoning violence mm -mm. here because we're prefacing this. No, like we're not condoning don't violence. Don't do it. But I feel like you would be throat punched. Yeah. Like you would be kicked and it would not be, <laughs> it would not be like, oh my gosh, slay. Yeah. <laughs> it's people would be like, why would you say that? Why, why would you do that? So and it, nobody knows your intent, right? Like the video that I had kind of blow up on YouTube was about the Mac Juicy Squirt Balm lip glosses yes, or whatever. Yes. Love those. A lot of people hate them, whatever. That's a whole other story about how influencers treated those poor lipsticks. But um, so many people were like, I don't see a difference. I'm not buying these. Well, but as if I'm trying to sell them. I'm like, I'm showing you the shades. I'm not here being like, you have to buy these. These are amazing. Da, 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 da. My life depends on it. I'm showing you the shades. So if you've decided that you don't want to buy them because you think they don't look different and you don't feel the same way about them that I do, my review worked. I've saved you money. I think <laughs> You're coming to me as there, if I'm the bad guy. There's a warped perception of influencers and content creators. Yes. And this is where we're going to leave it off for part one is that not everyone is trying to sell you on something. Sometimes, and even if they are, you have full control. I don't know your credit card people number. Are just you? You want to? I realize this. You want to see honesty, but you don't actually want to see honesty because when you do see honesty, you feel like you're being sold something, yep. and you feel like you're being lied to. So you you want to be sold on a dream, but you don't actually want it. Yes. 
you want to see a review of makeup products and I think makeup it's a billion dollar industry yeah. even skincare products you buy this stuff and I'm interested to see now with this latest Sephora sale people spend thousands I haven't seen the website crash like that before I've I've, I've never experienced yeah. ever in and all I'm my like, years. everyone's like, inflation is killing us. I'm like, inflation's not killing, uh, inflation's not killing people. No. Because the site was down for two. And in the grand scheme of things, the same during the pandemic. People were going on vacation. They weren't doing that, but they were buying themselves little bits and things of pleasure, joy, or whatever it is. Or if you're a woman or anybody who feels the need that they need to wear makeup, it's a necessity to some people. So right? it's interesting that you don't want to be sold stuff, but I'm like, all of the popular viral stuff is sold out. So which one is it? You you don't trust content creators, exactly. you don't trust influencers, but everything is sold out. So someone's buying it. Someone is buying it. The same way the someone's hype. watching these people that we think are, you know, big time liars that everybody seem, apparently hates. It doesn't seem like it. Someone's putting money in their pocket. Yeah. At the end of the day. And if you've made it this far and you've made it to the full end of this episode, um, give us a follow, a like subscribe please comment do all the good good we're gonna lead in with part two and i will definitely have her back on because i feel like this is good we need <laughs> we need more realness so as always this is beyond sheet faced i encourage you all to be safe if you are getting sheet faced with your skincare and your sheet mask and that is all bye okay cute